Quest Gaming Network is proud to present Minecraft Off the Record. Hi everybody, welcome back to Minecraft Off the Record for episode 11 after a week hiatus thanks to QGN Week. It was a much needed break and I am happy that we are back actually. I am Joe the Widget Wilson and joining me as always is the writer of this show, Mr. Fred W. Woodley. Joe! Fred! There's great news! QGN Week is over and we got renewed. We did. We're back again. We're back and going. Unfortunately, I don't think New Dan made this episode. Not this episode. Because the old Dan is back. Some of you are booing. Some of you are clapping. The two of you that are clapping, um, you're welcome. Everybody, (laughs) back again after a long break, Mr. Dan Buntini Wilson. Sir, just like, drive the night into my heart and twist it around, why don't you? Jeez, I feel so loved. It sad. wasn't a knife, it was a mind pick. It was a spoon, oh. you twit, because it hurts more. <laughs> and there's only one Dan. There's Dan and Bo Bender. There's a difference. No, no, no there isn't. No, really. he's new Dan. <laughs> and joining us, as always, because we gotta have him, Mr. Dave Deenforce Dimitri Adams. It's DWM Terry. You know what? Call it Dimitri. I'm a <laughs> Or dim-witted Terry. That works, too. I I don't respond to people who misspell my name on the server. <laughs> Ever. That's it, everybody. Just type in DW and hit tab. You're good. Yeah. All right. We have a show to get into, but first, Fred, why don't you tell us about our sponsor? Well, our amazing sponsor is Tweaked Audio. They make some of the best earbuds in the world. And I have several pairs of their earbuds long before they ever sponsored our network. And they are amongst the only company of headphone makers that I can't break. I've tried several different brands, and usually I end up snagging them, and they rip within a week. The tweaked audio ones, they snag on something, and they pull out of my ears, and they're still intact. And this happens about every day. And I've had the same pair for over six months now, and they're still working great. So I can't recommend them enough. And if you'd like a great pair of headphones for yourself head on over to tweakedaudio.com and at checkout plug in the code off the record and they'll give you 30 percent off your order all righty let's get into the front the cooked pork chops and shrooms of this episode first thing i want to mention is that the ticket server has been taken down temporarily it was causing several several errors and causing the creative server and our normal regular server to lag out in huge ways and cause random dumps. Um, So we took it down, and when we took it down, the latency of both servers dropped by 300%. There is no droppage, there is hardly any lag, unless I'm recording a show. So, 
we're going to see about a fix for the Tega server. If we can't find one, we're going to have to wait until one is is come up with, you know? So it could be down for a week, could be down for a month. We're going to try to get it up when we, as soon as we can, guys. But we want to make sure that it doesn't harm the rest of the servers as well. Also, let's hear about your guys' week in game. Fred. The majority of my week has been spent on Minecraft for the handheld because I've been on the go all week long. QGN week was a busy week for me in real life, and we've been going all sorts of places and doing all sorts of things with relatives and everything. So I've been letting my girlfriend drive, and while she's driving us around, I'm sitting in the passenger seat playing Minecraft Pocket Edition. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. I've actually managed to build almost an entire mansion on the Pocket Edition now, and I'm getting pretty good with that control scheme. And I, I just love the crafting interface on there. And I'm hoping that that's going to come to the PC in a future update, keeping my fingers crossed. I did get on the PC version a little bit this last week. I've been working on a castle on our regular QGN server. It's taken me quite a bit of time, but I'm doing it. I'm making it out of some nether brick. That's in that area that I just ran for like 15 minutes away from civilization, Joe. (laughs) Okay, you did. (laughs) Find a use for that area? Yeah, I got out there. I said, this has to be the Dirt Masters area. It's one of the coolest biomes on the server, I think. But that was just out there, ready for the taking. Nobody found it yet. It's interesting how people always come on, they complain about not being able to find land when, like, only 35% of the server has been discovered. And there is a ton of land. Hop on a boat and go adventuring. You'll find land. Pick a direction. Go. (laughs) That's Everybody funny. just wants to build right around the portal hub. Mm. I guess it's kind of like a major city where you got buildings on top of buildings, and then people complain when there's no room to put a new building. If someone finds a, a large piece of land out in the middle of nowhere, I'll be happy to make a portal to it for so that other people can come over there and build as well. You know, I did that the other day. I was on, and uh, CPNPS mm-hmm. asked me to make a portal out to his area, and I did. He actually, well, it links over to my my new build, and he just hops over to my build and then straight over to the starting area. Yeah, we don't do individual teleports for people. Um, each teleport we add adds more lag to the server. So if it's like a far, like a huge piece of land at a far distance away from everybody else, we'll put a teleport for general use, but not for personal use. We've had yeah, it is. some it's out people. In the middle of nowhere. Yeah, we've had some people try to take a portal that we created for, for general use in four corners and try to claim it as our own. Doesn't work that way. Now, Dave, when you mentioned your new build, you mean the giant volcano you're building in CPN's backyard? Well, I haven't told him about that one, but uh, I've been working on a, as we said last time that we had a show, uh, me and Joe, and I think both of y'all, if y'all start on your guild uh, guild sites, mm-hmm. we, we, we agreed to make our host guild, you know, castles. And I've been working on mine. I, it kind of has a Minas Tirth from Lord of the Rings, kind of a... Uh, Diablo, um, what's that place? It, it, kind of like the, in, the in-game Diablo areas. The barracks. Mm-hmm. Yes. It, it, you know, I'm still working on it. I have to hollow out the entire thing because I'm going to be putting a lot of work into the underground. But the, just this area, I went like 2,000 blocks straight north from the start point and started building. And I just love the way this place looks. We even made a teleport pad on like a second floor in the main telesphere just to be able to get out to our admin guilds. Yeah, that's so, a really cool area that you put together. 
I like it. So I need uh, Dan and I need Fred to work on your section of the telesphere pads once I you get your place mine. up and going. It's pretty cool, isn't it? Like it, it, you go up there and each one feels like its own section. It totally reminds yeah. me of uh, what was that game um, with the dude who could, who was on the P, the PS One, uh, the little Bandicoot. A uh, Crash Bandicoot. Crash Bandicoot. Yes, it totally reminds me of that during the level select where you like walk between the different levels and it would just turn the room and each one had a different feel to it. How could you remember the word Bandicoot but not remember Crash was his name? You know, that was so many years ago since I did that. <laughs> but I mean, you figure Bandicoot wouldn't be the part of it that you'd remember. <laughs> I know, really? <laughs> it, it's the weird things you remember in life, I swear. But anywho, um, uh, mine's nowhere near done. I know uh, I put a lot of work into mine. I already have three levels of it finished, and it's not even scraping what I intend to have when it's near completion. I'm going to be building a bunch of... I've, I've already planned in single player. I've been starting to build um, some effigies or maybe giant statues toward our spirits that haunt the server, which would be you know Casper, Doug... And uh, Reaper and Angel. Well, specifically Angel, because that's the one I started on first. Because, um, well, if you look at my skin on my character, he's totally not an Ethernet port. <laughs> he's uh, Tyrael totally from is. Diablo. Speaking of the ghosts, um, we did. I did write up a sto- the story, the background story behind the ghosts about why, how Casper and Doug came to be, as well as Angel and Reaper, and why the way they are. And we're going to be building further advancements in the story, or at least scenes from that story, on the server. They're going to be encased in bedrock that will have viewing ports, so they can't be griefed. That will be hidden as well. Um, I'm there's just look for the advancement of the story to occur throughout the server about the ghosts. They're going to be changing what they can say soon. All kinds of goodies. And we, we uh, did a angel was originally. Her um, the uh, sorry for the beta name for her was the fourth because we didn't really yeah. settle on a, on a name. And then once we got the the coding finished and the test came out perfect, we ran her as Angel and it went flawless. And she has her mmo her mo is okay. No, for one, Casper has the torches and a cross. Then you have Doug who has the uh, netherrack in a, in a cross that's flaming. Then you have Flame. Reaper. Who has pumpkins, jack o' lanterns in a cross, and then you have Angel, who has glowstone in a cross, and then you have uh, well, then then of course, what they drop and and what they can do has been tweaked and finalized. So I'm really happy with it. Reaper had one little issue, but that was fixed, and he's back up and running and gonna be not on very often. So don't worry about that, guys. Angel is even more rare than Reaper, though. Well. There was, uh, I was on the server, I hopped in for a minute, and I saw, uh, I don't know what it was, one of them was transformed into a blaze, standing in the middle of the town, setting people on fire. Yeah, Reaper normally, that's some of the things he can do. His primary MO is Doombringer arrows, or lightning, and creepers. But, yeah, he's deadly. He'll he'll kill you. (laughs) I've only seen maybe two or three people total survive him. <laughs> Toe five nine nine in chat rooms like, what does what does creeper do? Well, you don't want to find out. Yeah, pretty creeper, much. I mean. If you see the 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 signal that he's there, 
run because <laughs> each of them are kind of tied to a person or area when they spawn. Yeah, but can people really run from Reaper? <laughs> By the time they realize he's there, it's usually too late. <laughs> Just a little bit, yeah. But isn't Reaper one that flags himself to a person? So even if they run, wouldn't you follow him? Well, still, he when he, he attacks, it's like you could try to dodge it, I guess. <laughs> Maybe you should go out there as a public service and just put up little bedrock domes for people to run inside of, like little shelters. Just to hide? Yeah. Just like a <laughs> it looks like a little outhouse with a door. You just run in there and close it. I'm actually thinking about reading the story that I wrote and putting it, like mixing it and making it sound cool and putting it at the beginning of the show. I don't know yet. Oh, I haven't cool. decided on that yet. But uh, yeah, so that the server story is advancing. It, it explains a lot about the server, in fact, and I hope you guys enjoy it. Uh, Dave, what were you saying, man? I'm sorry. Who, me? Oh, I was just blabbering on. Blabbering on? That's cool. <laughs> so yeah. you're going to get that build done finally, or what? Oh, good lord, it's just starting. I, I'm, I have, I built, first off, when I started it, I found this crazy area. I showed you when I, when I first found it. The area that I found is just the weirdest spawn I've ever seen for a, for a land. It had, like, a mountain with a floating mountain on top of it. So I hollowed out the floating mountain and put, built this giant cathedral-looking telepad on top of it so you can get around my area quickly. And out of those telepads, I, I only put in two of the four that I have capable. So pretty soon, I'm going to be filling that in with as, you know as, as the build progresses. So... Hopefully each week I'll I'll be able to add a, at least a new section or complete one of them that I've started. Nice. Well, now that I completed mine, I, I'm free to, to help you out. Are you already done with your entire build? The like 95% of it. I got a couple little things I have to do to it, but they're not crucial. But the primary build's finished. I spent the entire two weeks <laughs> working on that thing. Oh, see, and I was sick this last week. I wasn't on at all. All I did pretty much was play on Steam. <laughs> yeah, the Black Dragon Society Castle is finished and open to the public now. It took, I want to say, um, around 18 to 20 hours total build time in creative with designing and concept because I had to enlist Origins help for the Dragon's Head. That was a, oh, that Dragon's Head's awesome. That was a mon. That was the hardest part of it. It took the entire first week to get that thing built. Um, but we, I started out with doing a, a wireframe of the head, and then scaling it up. Me and Arjun were, were looking at it and scaling it up, depending on if so we could have enough room to fit the detail. And it wound up being gigantic, probably about half, the, <laughs> probably about twice the size of what I originally designed it to be. But it works. And then we built the um, the spine, which is the the guideline that shows the the overall shape of the build. So once you have the skeleton, the wireframe outline of it. And you have the the spine built into it. It's just a matter of filling in the blanks. And we were sitting there on the side just, like, building test stuff. Like, we came up to a part like, well, we're going to have to put horns on them. So we'd go up the side and yeah, I saw you design, <laughs> work with different designs until we got the right design down. Then I went up there. And those horns took me three hours to get right. Because I, I was going to have them just straight back. Then I decided to, to curve them out to make them look more realistic. That took forever. And then uh, me and Arjun started working on the eye. I put, I laid out the general design for it. And then he came down there and we were we tweaked it and tweaked it and tweaked it until the eyeball was correct. So we had the eyeball sitting there for several days until we got to the point of being able to put the eyeball on the build. 
So, I mean, that whole, that dragon head took forever, and I am so proud of it. And then the, it was pretty cool to watch you build it. That was the biggest organic build I've done in Minecraft. And then the castle behind it, what, this is the, the part that really got me upset. I built the castle, and I had the dragon head finished, and I'm using BD craft, and I didn't even think yeah. about it. And I had a sudden thought, like, oh crud, this is probably going to look like garbage in normal. I switched to normal, and sure enough, it does, because I was using bedrock to prevent griefing, and on BD craft, it's black, but on normal, it's gray. Yeah, but everyone uses BD craft. It's the one you should be using. It's awesome. (laughs) If you aren't using it, you should be, and you should feel bad for not using it. Yeah, 128-bit, and you're like, it's it's amazing looking. That's the way to play Minecraft. I've used... Probably 60, 70 different sampled, 60 or 70 different texture packs. That's my favorite one by far so far. And I, I recorded a video of the castle before we did the interior and finished the courtyard and put up on YouTube so you can find it on our channel at the Quest Gaming Network. And uh, it shows it in BD Craft, the way it was intended. <laughs> but yeah, man, that castle, I, I put in, I designed a whole bunch. Okay, not only did we do the head, but then I put two rampart towers next to the head with the claws coming out. That's, gripping the cool. top of the tower, and then through his mouth goes into the courtyard. So you, he has his tongue that comes out and is on the ground. You, you go up under the tongue, and that is a pathway through his mouth into the throat. When he goes to the throat, it opens up into the castle. And this castle, I designed it, I modeled it after a traditional fantasy tiered castle. And what that is, is it's where the ramparts, it's multiple ramparts or the circular towers that are stacked in different configurations to give it that that tiered look. And then I did what's called a cascading tower, is where it looks like the tower went up a certain length, but then kind of came out through the mouth of that and went up higher. So it gives it that a layered look to it. And then the the roof has pathways all through it, hidden rooms, hidden passages. And we did like a, um, a lot of glowstone pattern all in the walls that were embedded in the walls and the roof to make it kind of like the uh, Black Dragon language. They don't really, we haven't set a meaning for them. We're kind of letting the people set the meaning behind them. So it was a, a lot of fun. Heck of a lot of fun. Little hidden stuff all through it. This just took forever. That was the longest build I've ever done in Minecraft. I could tell it got you excited. Yeah, I got the design in my head and I had to get it done. <laughs> and the scale I planned was was gigantic, so I had to I knew I was gonna have to put time into it. And without you know, Bowbender came and helped me one night with the tower. He helped me with some of the um, rampart roof patterns. That was a huge help. Um, Arjun helping with the head, and then Arjun, and I forgot who else helped him, but they did the main entrance floor of the castle. That was, all that was a lot of help. That would have taken me another, like, three or four hours. And if it wasn't have Arjun's help on the head, it would have taken me, like, a week and a half to do it. So, thanks, guys, and I hope everyone enjoys that build. Oh, I got nothing else, man. My entire two weeks was stuck doing that. Well, what do you think, though? Was it worth it? Heck yeah. (laughs) I'm extremely proud of that build. Dan, what have you been up to, man? Mr. Quiet. I have been I have been working on my host guild building. Uh, what I'm doing is I am going to build a huge medieval town. Right now, what we got finished is what me and Ewise believe is going to be the hardest part. We got the castle finished. Well, basically the outside shell of the castle. And we're planning on saying Ewise is a true master architect with this with the outside of this castle i am going to be doing the the inside decoration and doing all the rooms and all the other stuff that actually uh people will actually see and 
once they get in and think, okay, this is pretty cool. And the outside does that as well. But another thing that we're going to do with this town is make tons of buildings and we're going to, we're going to make an arena and eventually once that arena is finished and everything else is done, I am going to hold a tournament and like a good old fashioned medieval tournament. And the winner of that will be, uh, asked to help me do my initiation. And that initiation for my guild is going to be to defeat the champion of this tournament in single hand to hand combat. Okay, you're going so, a little over. So you're going to have the champion fight himself? That's what I kind of got. Well, uh, new people who want to join my guild will have to face the champion and beat him in order oh, to. Oh, I see. So you're going to have no now. members because the best person already on the server is going to be the winner. So, yeah, good luck to you and your other champion. <laughs> I don't know. I thought it was two people that were same. clapping. Yeah, it's, it's the same two people. <laughs> but I'm also going to open up the medi- medieval town for anybody else who wants to just hang out there. So it's not going to be only the guild that's allowed inside the medieval town. Everybody else will be allowed in there. The castle and rooms that are inside the castle is going to be uh, for members of the guild. See, now that brings a, an important fact that I need because uh, my build's going to be kind of big. It's going to be multi-leveled. It's going to take a lot of work if it gets damaged. So I'm probably going to have to hire on people in my guild just to be groundskeepers. Hmm. So I'm thinking that may come up pretty soon. Fair enough. But that's... That's what I'm planning to do. It's going to be a lot of work. I opened and up the Black Dragon Castle, sorry Dan, and immediately people started messaging me, can we alter this? Can we put a door here? Can we do this? Can we put a passageway through this part of the castle? Like, seriously? You want me to destroy the castle I spent a week and a half on? That's why it's bedrock. So did you say yes? Heck no. <laughs> <laughs> Funny. Dan, what are you saying, man? Uh, I was saying that... Uh, like I said, it's going to be open to the general public, and I'm planning on having a lot of people in there. I mean, uh, these houses that I'm building for everybody are good-sized. They have a crafting table, a bed, and uh, and double chest. But people can uh, add more items inside the house, and if they want, if they want to buy uh, more land around their house, I'll, I'll allow them to do that for like a farm or a little passageway down to a mine or something like that. But other than that, uh, I don't want anybody to basically change the landscape at all. Yeah, good luck with that. I don't know. I'm kind of relying on people to uh, trust the rules of the medieval city. I was all, since um, Eli's... You realize we already have a medieval city on the server named Medieval City, right? I know. I'm thinking up of I'm thinking up a name. I mean, I just started the this medieval city. Days. That's better than the other medieval city. You have it in signs all over the place. Well, the medieval city that we currently have starts with the C in city. Dan starts his with an S H. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow, Fred! Oh, Touche, wow, Fred! Touche, good <laughs> sir! Oh, wow. Oh, that, that stung. That's done bad. I actually have plans 
I'm going to go ahead and say this. I actually have plans of opening up one last dungeon on the server that's going to be inside of the Black Dragon Society castle. See, that's not fair. You're going to get people coming to your place just to go do the dungeon. But maybe. And it's going to be actually easier than the uh, the last two I built. <laughs> yeah, as I was saying about those rules, uh, I, I want to do something along the lines of initiating a city guard that EYZ is going to be captain of. And... The thing is, I'm not sure if that'd be a good idea because I don't think people would listen to the rule of if you're approached by the by the guard and asked to follow them, would you please do it? People wouldn't do that, so I'm not sure if I'm going to do the city guard or not, Fair enough. to be honest. All right, then. Hey, uh, Dave, I see you got an Ethernet tip of the week. Yes, the Ethernet port. Hey, who wrote that? <laughs> yes, we do have a tip of the week. And I have four tips for you. First one, this is one of my favorites because I always make a uh, teleport to the nether like right off the bat every single player game by doing this. Water put on top of lava makes obsidian. That's right, the lava turns into obsidian. If you put lava and pour it on top of water, the water turns into stone. Water can be put diagonally from water and you can gather water out of the empty spot. So you can make infinite water. But you, if you do the same with lava, it does not make infinite lava. That was the tip for the week. I always thought that was the other way around with the water and lava. I wish. Because I remember I had an accident in a dungeon where some lava got out of hand. I poured water on top of it and it all turned to stone. It shouldn't have. It should have turned into obsidian. It went all the cobblestone. It seemed random for me when I mixed it. I would get obsidian appearing randomly inside of it, but a lot of it would be stone. What also matters to do with the height of the lava, because it will spread out. So if you have a one's higher than the other, it'll choose whichever one's higher as to which one goes on top of which, if that makes sense. Sure, why not, dude? Oh, sure. Yeah, got it. Cool. <laughs> All right, let's move on to the zombie's mouth. Well, you heard it here. That's from the zombie's mouth. And here we are in the zombie's mouth, your news and rumors for the last two weeks, apparently. Fred, what do we got to start off, man? Well, as our first news topic, I made a summary of everything that happened during the last week since our last show, just as brief outlines. Okay. And the first thing was on Saturday, June 23rd, there was an API discussion for future development of the game, where Mojang basically got everybody that makes the biggest mods for Minecraft and had them all have a meeting to talk about what direction they want to take the game in the future. Snapshot 12W26A became available for testing on June 27th. A poll was linked to the official Minecraft forums where fans could vote for Minecraft as a potential game for Conan O'Brien to play on TV during his Clueless Gamer segment. Forums had some downtime on June 29th because they were being upgraded. On June 29th, the finalists for the Community Banner Contest were made available for voting until July 6th, which was two days ago. The winning banner that won out of the poll is going to be used for all community-related functions going forward. And Update 1.7.3 for Xbox 360 Edition was submitted to Microsoft Testing Center on July 3rd, and they said it should go live within 10 days. The update would download automatically once it's been approved by Microsoft. 
Very good. So we have a new snapshot that came out, 12W27A, and it has a couple of things, uh, a couple of information that came into it. Boats, when broken, now drop boats and not other little materials. <laughs> Yay. Even though it's kind of cool seeing your boat shatter into sticks and, and wood, but um, going on normal Minecraft physics, if you will, this makes more sense, right? Right. I'm talking to myself. Okay. <laughs> hey, I responded. Jeez. <laughs> That's why he said he was talking to himself. You don't have to insult me too, Fred. Re-added <laughs> debug graph on F3 menu. <laughs> signs are stackable now. Crafting Heck them yeah! now gives three signs instead of one. Stack up to 16. Oh, Yay. Yes. You get... Oh, can you see me dancing over here? Oh, you see that? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. What's up? <laughs> Added a debug, forward slash debug command to enable or end disable profiling. Okay. Change a few things around pistons. Most, constra- most contraptions still work fine, but some require changes to repeater delays and similar. Overall, pistons should have fewer bugs, but will appear to update slightly slower. Mm. So I have to redesign the main door to the pyramid when it hits. Lovely. Okay. <laughs> Improved performance on MP and SP, including reduced CPU, RAM, and bandwidth requirements. Very good. When opening SP Worlds, single player, in other words, MP meaning multiplayer, users are now given their local IP address and port instead of hostname and port to avoid operating system conflicts. Creative mode inventory now shows potion effects. Oh, that's helpful. They fixed some bugs. Fix four slash kill. Not working. Thank you, because that's got to work. Uh, fixed powering specific glitch pistons crashing the game. That's helpful. Fixed visual bug causing pistons to be partially invisible or in the wrong location momentarily. Fixed being able to place portals in the nether in locations where they would end up in illegal locations in the overworld, a.k.a. Above the bedrock roof, uh, which happens a lot sometimes. I've had a couple of players in our world that have had that issue. Uh, fix the game crashing when publishing single-player worlds with certain language settings. Fix players on minecarts, boats, or pigs, and spider jockeys not being displayed in the correct location. Fix the bug with dispensers. Fixed for slash say not accepting some strings from the console, often triggering the help dialog. Fix being able to transmute blocks to certain data values using... Ind- Okay, this is getting tedious. Blah, 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 they fix more crap. Okay. Client update 1.3 news, Fred. The 1.3 update has now officially received a target release date of August 1st, 2012. A week prior to releasing, Mojang plans to post a release candidate that is likely to be identical to the actual release. This version is intended to give server admins and modders a little more time to prepare for the new Minecraft version. Of course, there is the benefit of players being able to test the client as well. Yay. Minecraft 1.3 consists of a huge number of changes, and some of the changes are to the fundamental game engine. The most dramatic change is that they have kicked out single player and made it a shell on top of multiplayer. There are two major benefits to this. First, it's required for the modding API if we don't want to have multiple interlocutors implementations of every mod and second, if bugs are fixed in single player, the bug is definitely fixed in multiplayer too. Previously, bugs had to be fixed in both single and multiplayer. Yeah, this 1.3 update is going to be a nightmare for me for the first week. Yeah, it is. It's going to be hell. I can just imagine just how bad this is going to be. 
on the worst case scenario, everybody, I'm letting everybody know this in advance. Um, in major updates like this in the past, 50% of the time, we had to create a new world because it wouldn't support, the old world would not support the new changes, no matter what was done. I'm going to be saving backup copies of this current world, and I'm going to do everything in my power to make sure the current worlds stay as are. So, but just so everyone's prepared, on a worst case scenario, we may have to start the server over. That's on a very worst case scenario. People were actually asking about that exact scenario on the forums, mm-hmm. and they've come out and said that they highly doubt there's going to be any risk of servers needing to be wiped when they do this update, unless well, it's an actual news. bucket thing. Yeah, the problem is, is I'm gonna bet for the first week, griefers galore, because we're gonna have issues tracking them down. We're gonna have issues. You know what? I, I take that all back. I'm gonna bet for the first week. I'm gonna have so much fun banning people. <laughs> well, the majority of the change in this patch is to the single player game because they're basically cutting out the single player mode and making it a new stage of multiplayer. The thing that concerns me the most, though, is the biome changes. Any biome yeah. change that passes will cause us to have to wipe out a server. And with the new implementation of the massive biomes, that could have an effect on the server. But we don't know yet. So that's why hopefully I'll have time to fart with it and get everything working properly for everybody. All right, anything else you guys want to say before we move on? No, that covers the major news for the week. Awesome. But we still got a few more weeks until that all occurs, so don't panic, guys. I'll have everything backed up, and we'll make it work, I promise. I'm panicking. Hey, Plenty of time one thing for I Joe to send panic. them emails and go, please don't release that patch. Please don't release that patch. One, <laughs> thing, <laughs> one, thing, I, one thing I have planned already, though, if in the very worst-case scenario, we have to create a new a new base world. I can link the old world to it like we do with the pre- the previous old world and the Narnia worlds, so they'll still be playable. So either way you look at it, that server will be fine. Um, it may have a new base world, but hopefully not, but you'll still be able to get to your the old world just fine. So let's go ahead and move on to the Creeper Corner. Huh? Who's there? Show yourself. Huh? Oh, well. And here we are in the Creeper Corner, your mods, texture packs, and maps for the game. Dan, since you're back, man, what have you got for us? Well, this week I have a mod that I think Fred is really going to like. Okay, I have the Dirt Tools mod. Yes, you can make sticks out of dirt and use those sticks with blocks of dirt to make dirt tools. And that's basically all that it does. I'm not sure about the durability of the dirt tools. I'll have to, I'll have to play around with the mod, but I would, I would imagine that it'd be weaker than the wooden tools, but I still. I you swing it one time and it breaks. It's made out of dirt. It's like, yeah, as long as you don't use those tools in the rain. <laughs> but there's no mud, so I guess it'd be okay. But, uh, yeah, from last week's show, Fred said that he wanted a dirt tools mod. I'm like, I'll find it, and I'll put it on next week's show. And I did. Here it is. When did I say that? Last week's show, I believe. We didn't do a show last week. Or uh, episode 10. (laughs) (laughs) 
for, Dan? What do we got for the texture pack, Dan? For the texture pack, we have the Star Wars texture pack, which makes everything look re futuristic and Star Wars-like. The bows, the bows are guns. The arrows are lasers. The swords are all lightsabers. And uh, the thing that really got me is that the pumpkins are stormtrooper helmets. And you know, you guys know how you can put the helmets on over your head, like a helmet? Well, it makes, it, it gives you a, uh, electronic HUD. It's, uh, you, you're wearing a stormtrooper pumpkin, and you have a, uh, futuristic looking heads up display. I think it's really, really cool, and it doesn't really, uh, mess with your, with your sight on your character. So I think this is a really, really cool texture pack. You guys should definitely check this out. It's cool. Eli was um, showing me this texture pack on my dragon. And I guess bedrock on that pack is that steel grate that you see in the, the Star Wars ships. The glowing steel, like, pathway. I can't even yeah. describe it, but they're all red and glowy. That's what was all over my dragon. It looked really freaking cool. It's an interesting texture map. Or a texture pack. I like it, but I'm still stuck on BD craft, man. Just saying. That's just the way to do it. Word. Yeah, BD craft. Still wins. I'll find one that'll make you... I'll find a texture pack that'll make you change your, change your mind quickly. Just, just that know is, that I don't ever install a texture pack that's less than 128. Oh, no. This this is not a uh, photorealistic texture pack. It's it doesn't have to be photorealistic to be 128, man. I know. But, <laughs> it, but it's... It's around the same resolution as Fax Purity. Okie dokie then. Alright, anything else in Creeper Corner before we move on, guys? I'll take that as a no. Okay, we're moving on to the Real Pixelated Genius. Real Pixelated Genius! Today we salute you, Mr. Lava Griefer. Mr. Lava Griefer! Only you are willing to block someone's house in with a waterfall of lava. Set that house on fire! You think it's okay to die ten times just to grief someone for one kill. So totally worth it! And here we are on the Real Pixelated Genius, your weekly build-off and YouTube videos of the week. And we had a two-week-long build-off, but before I start this, we have a guest coming on who is the very same person who beat all but one of the dungeons on our server, and he was very diligent in coming and testing every single build for two weeks in this build-off. His information was vital to the judging of this build. I'm bringing on Mr. ZZ Corrode. As soon as he answers his phone. ZZ, is that you, man? Yes, it is. Hello. Welcome to the show. Hosts, chat room, listeners from all over the world. Hello. <laughs> Welcome. So we had a very large build-off. It was two weeks long. It was all in full creative. And the whole point of it was for dungeons. Room-to-room <laughs> challenges. And we had a gigantic turnout. How many were in there, ZZ? Um... About 23, but a few of them were abandoned in the end. So, in the end, it was around 16. So, it was around 16 total builds of about, I believe it was 24 or 26 people involved. Dang! Um, <laughs> the first thing we did when we went in was we ruled out 
if it, if the dungeons were beatable or not. If they were not beatable, they were not judged. So we literally started the judging at 9 p.m. last night Eastern time, and I think we were done with everything at around midnight. At exactly midnight. Yeah, midnight. So it was quite the challenge. It was an interesting challenge, and some of the builds were incredible. Some of them that were really, really cool were unbeatable. Um, there's actually a set limitations in Minecraft, like when it comes to jumping, for instance, like you can't go more than four blocks on jump on a straight line. If it's uh, one block down, it can be up to six. If it's one block up, it can only be two. Otherwise, it becomes impossible. And there's like certain redstone things that were not working in some of the dungeons. And it was cluttered. I couldn't find half the entrances to these dungeons. That's where Ray's minimap comes in. I just waypointed all of them as they started popping up throughout the server. So you were smart. Yes. Right, got it. <laughs> the 16-year-old was smarter than me. Yes. <laughs> I have Ray's minimap, too. I just spent more time on the server. <laughs> That mod is extremely useful with well-populated surfers. But anyway, so ZZ was on this build-off for a, lo a lot during the two weeks. And yeah, he was one that kind of guided the judges around, which was myself, Bowbender, himself, and Dave Adams. Um, unfortunately, Fred had to work late last night and couldn't do it. We missed his input. Yeah, but dearly. The yeah. build-off was very, very carefully... Um, judged based off of three criteria that we mentioned in the beginning two weeks ago on episode 10. One was difficulty level. We were looking for, we didn't tell people what difficulty we were looking for, but was pretty much between a rating of four and eight to where it was challenging enough, but not too challenging to where it became an annoyance like my, um, like my City of the Damned. Uh, but, and fun. Second was uniqueness in the challenges. Things that we never saw before that were creative challenges, unique. And third was theme. As long as they, if they stuck to the theme, they were there. So the three winners that we have met all three criteria. However, our honorable mention did not. They missed one of the criteria, but the other two parts of the criteria were so good, they won honorable mention. So ZZ, what was your overall opinion of this build-off, man? Um, it was fun. That's, that's all I can say. <laughs> You're a talker. Yes. Dave, what about uh, you? It was tedious to judge. There was um, so many twists and turns, and I'm sure that we overlooked probably half of what was built just because we may not have been able to find a hidden passageway or went down the wrong direction. Yeah. It was extremely tough, and there was many, many times I really was wishing that people would have put a way out. Because we would get stuck in, like, room 9 of 20, and we had to dig through the roof in order to get out. A few times. Each dungeon that we did took us anywhere from 20 minutes to 45 minutes to go through. In creative. And if there was a question if it would be possible, we all dumbed ourselves down and tried it through a survival. And if we couldn't beat it, it got immediately disqualified and if it was impossible to beat. I mean, sometimes there would be jumps that were three away, but the redstone timing was so quick, as soon as you touch the button, it would come out and go in, and you had no possible way of being able to make that jump, no matter what you did. But, um, our honorable mention goes to Corchillion for his Cake Temple. Uh, there were three rooms, I believe, ZZ, that were unbeatable? Um, yeah, three occasions that were unbeatable. And Dave set up in the start when, we went, when he entered the dungeon last night that if there's any of those stupid traps where you can't do anything and you're just stuck, <laughs> he's not voting yeah. for it. Yeah, I, basically, if it 
you know, if it had one of those traps that was just there to stop you and it would like just trap you in and not actually kill you, it would not be acceptable for a dungeon. Yeah, an idiot box. There you go. That's what it was, Bo. Yeah, exactly. Um, unfortunately, the very first room in the Cake Temple had one of those. But the Cake Temple? What made this an honorable mention was what, Dave? I barely went through it. ZZ, I'm sorry. Uh, the story, all of the signs that were, that just kept you going through it. It was great. Exactly. Very I, well written. I forced myself to go through thing, through the entire thing just to see the end of it. Uh, Bo Bender was the same way on that. He was saying it was just an amazing story. He's saying in the chat room right now, freaking awesome story. So, uh, Corchillian, congratulations on your honorable mention. And like I said on our last episode, all these are worth double entries into the contest because it's a two week build. And it was a very challenging build. Right, Fred? Yes, sir. All right, moving on to third place goes to Free Wolf and his Olympic build. He did a build that was, I believe, eight rooms, all of Olympics base. And the first room was a really clever way of doing, like, a, a trivia. Yeah, it was uh, three questions in a row. And each question had three answers. You would go through a door. And then that door would either lead you to your death or onto the next room or to the next question. Exactly. And when he finished it, he had different Olympic, I'm here using air quotes here, challenges throughout the entire rest of the way. It wasn't very long. It was pretty short, but it, it stuck to the theme extremely well. I mean, it was the theme and it was beautifully done. Like when the entranceway to it was extremely creative. So Free Wolf, congratulations on third place. And our second place winner goes to Commander Vimes22 for his Insane Asylum. Yeah. That one was great. <laughs> that one was one. sick. Even though he made a really bad joke about me at the end. But that's okay. I'll forgive him. I, I actually had a lot of fun in this one. There was specifically this one room which you had to run all the way to the end, hit a button, then run all the way back to the beginning to catch a, a stairway down to the next room. Oh, I loved it. It was great. Very extremely clever redstone in some areas. Like that one where you go into the, the white padded room and you get a block of TNT. Yep. It confused me for a second how to get out. It was just touching a button at the right point, And it reverted the doors into a new pathway. It was really cool. Yeah, and then you were supposed to use the TNT block to trigger a pressure plate to get on to the next room. Yeah. You know, it was... Um, the one it's thing that it. irritated me about that dungeon was he had a room that was full of spider webs. Oh, yeah. man. Now I realize that how irritating one of my rooms was in the City of the Damned. When you get to it, ZZ, you're going to hate me. Sorry. Oh, I already hate you. Fair <laughs> enough. No question about that. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> As he gets kicked from the call. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I hate Joe. Insta-kick. Oh, look at that. Uh, ZZ had technical errors. And yes, I did. That's, that's exactly what it was. Yes, yes. yes. Uh, Our first place winner goes to Greening Studios and Seraph289 for their... I forgot the name of the build. It was a long name. But it was incredible. The only thing that I did not like about it was that the rooms were not numbered. However, each room was clearly different, so it made it easy. Um, yeah, but at the same time, every room kind of flowed into each other. It actually yeah. felt like a, a solid building all the way through to the end this place is huge by the time you get to the the center of the 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 actual build you're thinking finally i made it to the end and then it's like hey welcome to the rest of the dungeon <laughs> exactly 
And it was extremely well designed. Everything, every room, everything flowed together and was pretty. The story was extremely detailed. And yeah. it was a lot of fun. A lot of mazes, mind you. Uh, the parkour challenge in the main hall was quite challenging. Thank you. But it was all possible. Every bit of it was possible. And honestly, my favorite part of that entire build was the sewer. Yes! Yeah, I, that was, that I looked nice. Sewer. It was extremely well done. I was like, hey, I feel like a Ninja Turtle. <laughs> and I was walking through it, you know? Uh, the end was kind of lackluster, but it was really, really neat. And I, there was no question about the winner of this week's build-off. So congratulations to Grinning Studios and Seraph289. Anything else you want to say about it, guys? I was just really impressed with what everybody built because I was popping in there throughout the week, this last week, and just watching the progress as people were finishing up. I haven't really done any of the dungeons on our server yet, and I'm kind of afraid to if I'm not in creative. (laughs) (laughs) But it was just nice to to see the ideas that people were executing. Yeah. We are looking at ways of preserving this world and being able to let people into it. We can't link it into the... The first thought was to link it as, a, as an actual additional world in the main server. However, the problem with this is a lot of the dungeons are not accessible from survival, and a lot of materials were used that are rare commodities and highly prized, and everything would have been griefed to no end. And there's no way I was about to deal with that. So we're looking at different ways of making it accessible for people. Um, we haven't decided yet on that. I might put it as a creative additional world on the creative server. So... Look for that soon, guys, all right? And also, yeah, that was an origin made a good point. They're coming up with an adventure mode soon, and that was actually another idea I had was to save that world for the adventure mode, to make an adventure server. So, Yeah, we'd have to work on making all of the dungeons uh, accessible. possible and accessible, yes. Yeah, the owners would be asked to go in and, and fix their... Uh, a couple of things got broken inside their dungeons by the people judging. We apologize, but only way out. Yeah. <laughs> Happens, you know. I got stuck in the insane asylum and one of the complex doors. Literally stuck in between the, the pistons and to break my way out. So, I mean, that would have to be repaired. But um, Griefer. Yeah. Griefer! Griefer alert! <laughs> Ban him! It was an extremely well done, and you know, we're definitely going to be bringing that world back at some point. So, uh, Our next week's build-off is a week-long build-off that's going to be based off of Mayan an Aztec single-person build, so anything that's Mayan or Aztec-related. This build is completely judged on the aesthetic aesthetic view alone, so the visual effect, okay? It has to be reminiscent of at least Mayan or Aztec design. It doesn't have to be exact, like like, like a Mayan temple or whatever. It, you, can be, you have created license on this, guys, but we want it to stay along the lines of the Maztec, or Maztec, yeah, that's a new word, the Mayan or Aztec, type of um, style. This is like this is going to be a survival build and single person only. So good luck people and we look forward to seeing the results next week when we talk about them. And again, you guys can check out all of our uh, build off videos on our YouTube channel at the Quest Gaming Network. Um, just take a look at them guys. These guys put a lot of effort into it. We had to do the last one in two parts because it took me like nine minutes to document one third of the winning dungeon on video. So <laughs> they were quite long. Alrighty. Thank you, ZZ, for being a part of the call, and thank you so much for your help on this build. We really appreciate it. No problem. I had a lot of fun. I was just jumping between City of the Damned and then the build-off the build <laughs> server, testing all the jumps. 
throughout the two weeks. Actually, Grinning Studios and Sarah's build um, inspired me to do something to see that Dan, I'm going to actually create waypoints. Thank you. Welcome. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. I might actually be able to beat City of the Damned now. Because no one has been able to even come close to beating it. ZZ has gotten one-third of the way through, and he's the best one we have on the server. One-third? So, yep. Room 7 out of 13? Or are there more? Trust me, when it comes to the challenge of it, you're one-third you're one, one third of the way through. Yeah, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Just you wait, bro. <laughs> I'm so I'm, I'm shivering right now. Yeah, that, that place isn't sectioned by rooms. It's sectioned by towers. Yeah. So it's technically 13 towers, and obviously the damned being the 13th room is a nightmare. It's possible, it's possible, but it's no, not it fun. It's not possible. It is. I've tested it <laughs> no, and proved it, isn't. it. I've tested it and failed. It's not possible. <laughs> <laughs> I even had someone else come in and survival and beat it, so there. Lies. <laughs> not possible. No, I'll, I'll, I'll beat it anyway, eventually. It might take me a couple months. You'll get it. Eventually. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, bud, thank you so much for coming on. See ya. And take care. Alright, we have a couple of videos for you guys. And Fred, do you pick these out? Actually, these were both submissions that we got in our email. Beautiful. I just was saying that because you haven't talked enough lately. <laughs> gotta well, hear your voice, man. That's we missed you, bro. I'm not the greatest dungeon maker, man. <laughs> I, I, I just revel at what everybody else builds. I'm absorbing. <laughs> <laughs> the first one is uh, Diamonds Are Forever. By Ninja Kirby 13 again. I am actually becoming a fan of their work. Uh, the Corridor Digital is the creator. Actually, it was Ninja Kirby 13 is the one that submitted it. It's the Corridor Digital that the ones that created it. I am a big fan of, of theirs. Uh, the, we actually previewed, we actually mentioned one of their, um, their videos. I believe it was on episode two or three. Episode two, the last minecart. The last minecart. That one was fantastic. I, I, I can't get over like the last sequence where the creeper blows up and there's, you know, <laughs> it shows the uh, street within Minecraft style. This one actually went even beyond that and did it even further. And Diamonds Are Forever. <laughs> weird ending, but a fantastically made video. What did, what did you guys think of it? I thought it was just flat out awesome. I love how they did the ghasts. I mean... Oh, yeah. Wow. That that is some good video editing, my friend. Yeah, the story is always a little bit skewed in the videos, but the special effects are amazing. Yeah, that's what makes it, I guess. I mean, the ending was kind of what, but the rest of it was extremely fun to watch. That's what made it fun, right? <laughs> I guess, for lack of a better word. Yeah, for lack of a better yes, word, it was fun. All right, what's the next video, Fred? The next video is called Minecraft 73 TNT Animal Cannon Space Program. <laughs> and I could not stop laughing when I saw this video. <laughs> My God, this was hilarious. Space they Program is right. <laughs> a cannon, and they put these poor animals <laughs> in these minecarts and launch them into the sky with TNT. Mm -hmm. Poor animals? Yeah, they fantastic. deserve to be launched. They were they were dumb enough to find their ways into these carts to be launched. They deserve it. <laughs> All I could think about was that pig that went flying by me in a mine cart that one time on our server. <laughs> okay. Wee! <laughs> Great. <laughs> this is uh, what interests me about this. What this video is it, it was made in during Alpha one point one, so it was an extremely early build. Of the game. Wasn't that like 
three years ago? I believe Something so. Something like that. It was yeah, it was a while back. I, and I thought, and it and I thought that the TNT canon was a new concept. Oh, I was proven wrong. <laughs> it's no, it's only been around for three years. It's been around for a while. It doesn't really work the same way anymore. But uh, yeah, that, that that kind of thing's been around for a while. Anything else you guys want to say before we move on? Well, I just want to thank Stephen T for submitting that video to us because that took care of me finding a dedication to Joe this week. <laughs> I, you know, I just, I just want to say, uh, I want to know what happened to all the other animals that got launched. I mean, I would like to see what, where they ended up. You know that there's some just like giant uh, island that just has all these animals and minecarts sitting on them. Just like they're all very, very confused and scared, and yeah, that was great. So that's it. Doug used to be a pig that was in a minecart and got launched, and that's how he died and why he's so angry. Uh, actually, no. There's, there's already a story about that. <laughs> nice try, Fred. I don't care about your fan fiction. I'm telling you the canon. <laughs> fan fiction. <laughs> <laughs> Fred, you are asking to be kicked out of the team. I can't oh. kick Fred, even he is annoying sometimes. You've been kicked out of the <laughs> team for six episodes, Dan. You're just a guest star this episode. <laughs> yeah. Why did he get introduced before I did? Uh, yeah. I realized that after I actually did that, Dave. Dave's yeah. been on twice That's, as many episodes. You know what? I Dan. think you should reintroduce me and then reintroduce Dan. <laughs> you know, I'll tell you what, uh, Dave, you can say goodbye first, okay? Awesome, thank you. No problem. Win. Win. That, that just means I get more screen time. That means time. he gets to stay around longer than you, Dave. I still get to go first, that's all I care. <laughs> <laughs> Alright guys, we're going to go ahead and move on to the block party. It's a block party! Here we are in the block party. Your emails, tweets, shoutouts, quest forum, posts, and QGN news. First on our list for emails is from Jack R. And he wrote, Hey guys, Jack, Corn Commando here. I have two questions. One, what do you guys think of the Minecraft game soundtrack? Two, I can't figure out the Technic Pack. Any good YouTube video to help me? Thanks. Uh, answer number one. Uh, there's a game soundtrack. There is. I know that you, you there's know the those music. songs that play periodically. Well, all that is is indication between dusk and dawn. That's all it is. It's not really a soundtrack. I guess if you count pigs and chickens and, and stuff like that or gas, that's some kind of soundtrack. What, you mean you don't own the Herobrine LP? <laughs> <laughs> I have music that plays all the time. I don't know what you're talking about. I think this is a count, Dave. No, I mean, like, in-game. Is that what it is? Is just, like, to change the day? Yeah, that's that what that music is. That all the time. That music's indication of from changing from night to day. And day to night. Oh. Yeah, I turned that off because it's annoying. Well, I can't stand answer, the music. <laughs> Dave thinks it's annoying. Chat room saying, there is a soundtrack, it's a CD. Well, a game soundtrack refers to the sounds in the game. And that was creating created after by somebody if there, else. Is there a... a CD of just the music in in Minecraft. Could you imagine getting tracks over with that playing in game, like in your car? Just have a cop knock on the window 
and you roll down your window and have that playing, and the cop just turns around and walks right back to his vehicle and leaves. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna mess with this guy. Guys, <laughs> chat room, you guys are getting confused here. The actual game soundtrack is two tracks that actually plays in the game. What you guys are referring to are not songs found in the game, but they call it a soundtrack. It's not in the game. There are two songs in the game. One to indicate day, one to indicate night. Okay, anyway. So in other words, Jack, if you got to write us another email let us know which version you wanted us to comment on. Because I know I don't own the CD version. Yeah, I, I don't own the CD version either. As for question two, um, Technic Pack, I actually even refer this to Dan, because when I first started playing Technic, I went to him. Do you know of any, Dan, that are good Technic Pack videos to watch to help him figure it out? Uh, let's see. I, I actually had a friend that knew a lot about Technic Pack to help me. I don't know about any videos. I'm sorry. That I know that there's... The best thing to do is look up the individual mods used. And, like, uh, Buildcraft. If you go into YouTube and look up Buildcraft and you find videos about, videos about that, that'll help you with that. The thing that's hard about Technic Pack is that it's, it's individual mods. Hundreds of them, all combined. So you have to actually look up the individual mod sets in order to learn how to use them. I know it's uh, Buildcraft. What other crafts are in there, Dan? There is... There's Buildcraft, Industrial Craft, Industrial Craft, there's Red Power. Red Power, yep. Uh, it used to have other various weapon mods and all that other stuff, but uh, I believe that's that's the three that are really uh, heavy inside the Technic Pack. Buildcraft, Industrial Craft, and Red Power. If you look those up on YouTube, there's a lot of tutorials based on those. And just watch a few of those, and it'll give you, it'll give you a great start on uh, figure them out. Also, asking people, in te- if you're playing multiplayer, ask people. If you're in single player, good luck. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> All right, email number two, Dan. Okay. Ferio wrote, Dear Podcast Crew, First off, I just want to say that thank you and proclaim how surprised I was to win last week's build. And here's why. Originally, I got on the build-off server doing one of the survival server out- outages. During the transition, I was already mid- midweek and I had no clue what to build. I decided on something, however. At the time, my heart wasn't really into it. I asked in chat if anyone had seen the ocean biome and Barfing replied with a nope. He just inquired about my build. I told him I was still kind of working out the details, but I was interested in building a sinking ship. A, t- a Titanic sort of scene, William. He then developed a slight attitude towards my build idea, or so it seemed, and he finally confessed to me that since he was already building something with the ship in it, he didn't want me to build something similar to what he was already doing for fear of a repeat of weeks prior claims of him copying. I tried to explain to him that our builds were different, but he didn't seem amused. I mentioned that the thought of building a shark coming out of the water, but I felt that it would be rather complicated. At that moment, he then encouraged the shark build rather than the boat build, saying how awesome it would be. So since I was in the concept stage and was looking for more to make friends, not enemies, I opted for the more difficult build. It wasn't until the actual shape started to come together that I got inspired to the detail work with the water. My original plan was to leave it as a shark just coming out of the water, hence the ish. 
However, the last minute, I decided it needed a reason for its attack. So I went with the boat. I figured since the boat wasn't the focal point of the build, Barfing wouldn't have an issue with it. In any case, I just wanted to say thank you to Barfing of the Buns for inspiring me to step outside of my comfort zone and build the shark instead of the boat, which ultimately led to my win. Thanks again. I bet Barfing's kicking himself right now. <laughs> I was just thinking that, like, <laughs> complaining about the dude doing the similar builds and then it causing him to win. <laughs> Well, it was a fantastic build. I mean, we all saw that. Well, it was it's, still, it's still a nice story. Thanks for writing in and telling us about that, Pharaoh. Yes, I enjoyed reading that when it came in. Uh, next email, Fred. This one's from Siggy. Hey, guys. Siggy here, and I have a question to ask you. Could me and Tobin build a dungeon on the main server? We will make it however you want. The size, difficulty, theme, anything you want. Thanks. It would be a huge honor if we could. Thanks. Oh, can I answer this one? Mm-hmm. No! <laughs> All right. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you can in survival mode, but there's no way in the world we put you in creative. Sorry. Yeah, you can, you can definitely. And if it's good enough, we may totally link it into the uh, the telesphere. Yep. I would love to do that. If it's good enough, we'll put it on the list. Uh, thanks to Fatal Productions for submitting to us what he called a remix of the Minecraft OTR theme. He made it himself. I don't think I listened to this. I didn't either. I listened to it. I couldn't really identify it as being our theme, but it was it was a nice sound, what he did. I'll have to look for it. All right. QGN News. Fred? This is going to be easy this week. <laughs> <laughs> Last week was QGN week, so some of our shows were on a break. Diablo, off the record, did put out a great episode, though. Star Wars, off the record, released its final episode. And our network launched Star- SWOTOR Reforged, which is our new SWOTOR podcast. Our live record times are as follows. Minecraft, off the record, records at 7 p.m. on Sundays. SWOTOR Reforged is recording at 7 p.m. on Mondays in the former Star Wars off the record spot. Elder Scrolls, off the record, is at 7 p.m. on Thursdays. And Diablo, off the record, is at 6 p.m. on Fridays. I do have one thing to bring up on this really quick. Our master feed has been submitted to iTunes and will be up on iTunes within the week. And we're going to start putting all of our shows linking to that master feed. So you can get all of our shows in one place or to the individual show place. And the master feed will also include our sub shows like our our, uh, host journals and things of that nature. So keep a look on that, guys. It should be up on iTunes within a week, and it will be simply just called Quest Gaming Network. Okay. All right. And we'd love for you to join us in our chat room. Stay tuned, and we'll give the live stream information at the end of the show. All right. Five-star review shout-outs. Dan. Okay. From the U.S. of A, we have John S., Sandra V., Noble Squire. And from the U.K., we have N.E.S. Joe. Thank you, everybody who sent in the five-star reviews, and we hope to see a lot more. Very much so. Our final thoughts of the evening. It was kind of hard getting back into the game this week after having a week off. I haven't had a week off from podcasting in nearly a year, and it was weird getting back into the show. But fun. I missed it. I'm still twitching from podcast withdrawal. (laughs) (laughs) And I don't mean just as a podcaster. I mean, because the network didn't put anything out, I had nothing to listen to all week. (laughs) <laughs> Dave. Yeah, I've uh, I've uh, been doing a lot with the network over the last week. I know I've 
bug Joe probably to hell and back. And but I think it was worth it. This this past week really helped all of us. I'm sure. Oh yeah, it did. It was nice. A good break. And my brothers made sure I didn't do very much uh, show stuff during that week, even though I wanted to. Dan, your final thoughts? I would just like to say I am glad to be back. It is a relief. Oh, Ooh. right. It's glad to have you back. Yeah, welcome back, Dan. Yay. Boo. Uh, yeah, welcome back. Yay, yay. Friend. <laughs> <laughs> I Dan? even missed that, to, to be honest. I even missed that. <laughs> How to reach us, Dave. You can reach us by going to questgamingnetwork.com. You can check out any of our wonderful sites there, or if you want to check out Minecraft Off the Record, specifically, go to minecraftofftherecord.com, all one word. Send us in an email directly at minecraftofftherecord at gmail.com. As always, we record Minecraft Off the Record Sunday nights at 7 p.m. Eastern in our live stream channel found at www.livestream.com slash thequestshow. You can reach us in-game anytime you see us on one of our servers. Joe is found at Widget. Fred is at Vimerse. I am at Dwimtory. And Dan is at Boontini. You can reach us on Twitter. Minecraft Off The Record is at Minecraft OTR. All one word. Joe is at Author J.R. Wilson. Fred is at Gothinolur, G-O-R-T-H-Y-N-O-L-L-U-R. I'm at D-Enforce, and my throat hurts, so I won't scream it. D-I-E-N-F-O-R-C-E. You can check out Dan at Boone underscore Teeny, B-O-O-N underscore T-I-N-I. Okay, I'd like to just remind everybody about our radio survey, which is a little bit more important to us than iTunes reviews, although do keep the iTunes reviews coming. On any one of our websites, you'll find an icon of a microphone with a golden ring around it for Middle Earth Network. Click on that icon and it'll prop up a radio survey. It'll ask you about which shows you listen to on the Middle Earth Network. Go ahead and check all of them. You only need to do it one time for all of our shows. And give us your feedback. It helps us to tweak the shows, lets us know what you like, what you don't, and it goes a long way to helping us improve the network. Okay, then, Minecraft Off the Record is a Quest Gaming Network production in association with Middle Earth Network. I would just like to say, everybody, keep on building, and we will see you guys next week. It's great to be back and have gotten another episode done. Take care, everyone. Third to say goodbye, Boone! Yeah! Bye, everybody. Still had more audio time than Dave. Goodbye, everybody. And next week, it will be me and Fred. (laughs) (laughs) They're magically delicious.